darker version because we're both in some saucy moods today. So I was trying to make it a little bit darker of an intro. Yeah, I'm mad. It's just one of those, one of those times where nothing like particular happened. Really. We're just both angry for no reason. I mean, no. I mean, I guess things did happen. I just feel like I'm out of control of my life right now. Ooh, yikes! That's a scary feeling. Yeah. Let's get right fucking into it. Why yeah. do you feel so out of control? I don't know, man. I used to like really like being in big groups mm-hmm. and stuff because I was like, oh, I could perform here. No one will ever get too close to me. That's great. Mm. But now I really don't like it. I like being with only like the people that I know are my good friends. And who I could say, like, ah, I'm feeling weird today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, I get too nervous and overwhelmed that there's, like, a ton of people that I'll start drinking a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then I become the loudest person there. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up with the hangover blues. <laughs> I left a group hangout yesterday. And I took the queso dip I brought in my tiny purse. You know that won't hold queso dip. What? I just put it. I went, okay, bye, guys. And I put it in my tiny purse and went home. Did you eat it again? Yeah. Aw, but sometimes you need that if it's to help with the hangover blues. Yeah. Someone made a comment on the last v- two videos or something on YouTube that was like one of the top comments. We try to stay away from the comment section, but sometimes it's good constructive criticism. And someone was like, hey, have you guys ever thought about not drinking? Because it seems like you both talk about how sad you are and you also both talk about how wasted you get every week. Um, yeah. Guys, this is adult shit. I don't know if you heard us the first time. It's the podcast where we fuck up so you don't have to. <laughs> We're still learning. We don't know. Sometimes I mean, we, we do know. know. We, I mean, we don't. You're know. right. You're right. We know. So, but sometimes... You said it in the other podcast. You said that you got a lot of that shit out of your system yeah. when you were younger. Uh-huh. I did not. I did not. I did not. I stayed in and watched Hairspray in college <laughs> and, like, <laughs> got, got up early. John Travolta. <laughs> He's I mean, a fox. And two, like, the, I think we go through stages in our lives. Like, I can remember a time where I was partying really hard in my early 20s. And I look back on that time and I shudder even thinking about yeah. the hangovers I get. And mm-hmm. now it's like you get one bad hangover a month or two months. And you kind of go, oh, I don't like that feeling. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Um, I, I, I puked a full bottle of wine out of my nose last weekend. And I don't puke, ever. This is the first time I puked. <laughs> I forgot. Kate and I went out with my boyfriend. Her boyfriend. He's my hella boyfriend. Sorry, I just grabbed your That's vagina it. when I said that. No, you, I that was my hand. I think it was like That's a My vagina does not feel like a hand. It feels like a claw. <laughs> so you'll know. It's got teeth. It's dark and dreary. Um, but we went out to a jazz club where, wow, Kate really. Fuck. Here's it. it. <laughs> okay, there was this gorgeous. 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 He was the most gorgeous bass player I'd ever seen in my, my life. Stand-up bass, not like... No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the big... And Kate's like, wow, I want to put my mouth on that. And I was like, oh, do you now? BRB, I'm going to help you. Okay, okay. I'm a D-swing woman. Wait, 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 wait. What? Tell them. What? What the fuck you said to him. Oh, dude, I was pretty drunk. Did you not hear the part where I said I puked a bottle of wine out but of my But tell nose? them what you said to him, and then we'll oh, clarify. Oh, 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 I went up to him, and I was like, wow, you're a great player. And I think he thought I was hitting on him. So I was like, oh, by the way, I'm over here for my friend. If you turn around, she's the one with the big titties. <laughs> and he turned around and was like, wow, let's go talk to her. But didn't you say I was, like, down to fuck or something? I didn't say you were DTF. I would never say that right to his face. I'm sure I slid it in so it sounded like you were yeah. about it. So, in my mind, when you go to talk to someone, you would be like, hey, do you know who's like really interesting and you might have an emotional connection with? Boom. I just led with titties because you got great titties. But and when you lead with titties, then it's like... The, all you so wanted they, to do was fuck. You weren't trying to establish an emotional connection with Of them. course I was. I'm always trying to do that. Even if... I'm never just trying to fuck. Are you insane? Well, that, that's not true. Because <laughs> when we found out that he didn't live here, you were like, oh, I'm down to just bone. Yeah, in in theory, man, not really. Okay. Like, I would still have to talk, like, I would still want to talk to him. Like, I wouldn't want to just be like, I don't know anything about this person. I guess. I need some sort of emotional connection to be like, okay, what, you know, you gotta gauge what that person is. That's my bad. It's okay. It's just when he came over then. But he was interested. It's the whole fucking point. But he came right over to you. Here's the thing. And I was talking to you, and I was like, oh, here she goes. She's on her own. Good for her. And so I went back to my boyfriend. (laughs) When I I called you guys that night later. What did you do? She she looks back at uh, the DJ and just goes, she fucked it up. (laughs) I just thought it was such. 
such a sure. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's the thing? Okay. So we were talking. I was asking a lot about his personal life. Just like. That's good. Guys like to talk about themselves. Yeah, I was asking him a lot. And then he asked me what I did. Oh, I said I was a writer. Here, okay, okay. Here it comes. Okay, wait. Hold on. Before oh, you say what sorry. it is. Whatever, before you say what he said. Just wait, okay? Because you're going to think something. But, that let, but then let me think. Let me say what I think he meant. Okay. Are you pre-planning the rest of our conversation? Yes, you go. So then he said, <laughs> sorry, I have a mouthful of spinach feta wrap. He's like, oh, a writer. Yeah, comedy. Oh, like a Lena Dunham vibe. You have like a Lena Dunham vibe. And I went, nice and drunk. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and so you took that as like he was calling you Lena Dunham. Whereas I think he was just trying to relate to what you were doing. He was trying to keep the conversation going. Like, oh, you're a white g- comedy female writer. Yeah, I'm a, a comedy female writer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I think he was just trying to find a connection. I don't think he was, like, calling you Lena Dunham, who, while she does great work in uh, the lives of women with endometriosis and chronic pain, we do know that she can be problematic as fuck. So I think you probably took that offensively and you were a little tipsy and probably went, I am not her. Yeah, I got real mad and I actually wouldn't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am not Lena Dunham. Wow. Like, <laughs> you really mad and then he just slowly turned away. I wish I could. I don't remember how uh, that ended, but I do remember. You left. Puking. Yeah. You yeah. left. I stayed for a minute. I shouldn't have been there alone. You stayed alone? Oh, it's because I thought Quinto was coming. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you left. You Sorry. left me there. Hi, Andrea. I am was. I, yeah, dude. That's all my bad. Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. You dude, had to throw up. Yeah, I had to puke, dude. It, I get it. That's how I was last night. Oh, oh you, you were puking last, last night? What'd you do last night? <laughs> last night? <laughs> I just went to a picnic and I got nervous, so I drank a whole bunch. And then I left and I took the queso. That's what I was telling you about. Ah, I had queso this weekend, too. I just, it's when there's people around that I'm like, you're kind of attractive. <laughs> I just... Well, you, it's easy to I'm drink because yeah. you're good. You're, you're also like, you know, a fun... Uh, drunk. Yeah, you're a fun drunk. And, but we all, everyone has that line where once you go one drink over the fun drunk, it's either sad drunk or mad drunk or too funny drunk. Yeah. That's usually my problem. Is that I'm just too hilarious. <laughs> well, in a way, like no, you, do, I get you become mean. a performer. I, get, I know it's annoying, but it's the it's like the best way to keep people at like an arm's length ah. instead of being vulnerable. Because all I wanted to do is just be like, I'm sad today. But then when I was with like a bunch of people, I didn't feel comfortable being like, I'm sad because it's a group yeah. setting. You know, yeah. you're not going to be like we like we, uh, in the group text. I feel like we've lost a little bit of. Our group text mojo and yeah. stuff, and I feel like usually you should know that you could call or talk. I tried FaceTiming you. I know it's just it wasn't a good. It, it just I like I will spiral. I just yeah. like fully spiral, and I just had one of those weekends. Sometimes it's better to just fully spiral, like you say, and feel all the feelings rather than try to. Well, that's the thing. Prevent is that, yourself from having a meltdown. Right, and I want to feel all the feelings. I think it's just I'm I'm getting frustrated that I don't have a better coping mechanism. Mm. So instead of like feeling it and being like okay this is what you feel and that's all right I usually like eat or drink it away yeah. and then I feel worse about it <clears throat> because then it's like a, a thing something I could put my hands on you know yeah. what I mean like if I eat if I eat or drink a whole bunch then I'm like oh that's the problem I can't stop eating or I can't stop drinking but really I just can't live in this like discomfort and I don't really know what else to do. And even when I want to, like, ask, like reach yeah. out and be like, could someone help me? I get nervous. It's funny how we, like, do things that we know are <clears throat> bad for us. Despite, like, knowing that it's not going to make us feel better. But it is, like, a quick fix. It's almost like a punishment. I mean, it, I mean there are two centers in the brain where it's reward. I was talking in Santa Barbara. I, I, that's another conversation. But I had a really good conversation with a friend. And she was talking about she was talking about microdosing and how they're using that to treat, like, PTSD and um, trauma and even things like bipolar and anxiety and da-da-da. And she was talking about how there's two centers in your brain. One is the reward center and one is mood. So things like alcohol, cocaine, that's rewards mm-hmm. based. And then things like, you know, anything like mushrooms, LSD, MDMA, those are mood parts of your brain. So we're rewarding 
we're doing the rewarding versus treating the mood. Oh, interesting. Like psychotropics and microdosing, and I mean, I might be wrong, so if we got people out there who have plant-based <laughs> medicines, uh, let me know. But um, yeah, like, and, and alcohol is a present. We all know that. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not, you're not going to feel great after drinking a lot. I don't care who you are. Yeah, and I just, I like, I cocooned myself in this weekend until yesterday. I was just like, I stayed inside Watched Queer Eye. Oh. Can we just pause for Wait, a second? Wait, let's like really pause. To just talk. Could we get them on the show? Yo. Any of them? Any, any. Who's your favorite? If you're not watching, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. It was a show that was on what channel was it I don't before? think it's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy anymore. I think it's, it's just, just called Queer, Queer Eye. Eye. Yeah. Oh, that's smart because it's not just straight men. Yeah. You're right. 2018. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's five gay men make over someone's entire life. And it's been all men so far. Yeah. As the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whoo. I mean, from the first episode, just tears. Sobs. And it's just beautiful because it's it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful, uplifting, hopeful, mm-hmm. wonderful thing, and I just love them all so much. And I just yeah. it's a feel good show. Yeah, and the, so there's five queer mm-hmm. men, and they each represent like a part of the makeover. So like, one guy does his style, one guy does his foods, one guy does his house, one guy does his hair, and then the other guy does the landscaping or some shit, right? Landscaping, like, gardening. <laughs> Garden? No, he What's does the, like oh, life does, coaching. Life coaching. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Which one's your favorite? I truly don't know who. I, I for one minute I'm like, oh, the hairdresser guy is my favorite, and I'm like, no, life coach, coach guy is my favorite, and then I'm like, no, fuck that. The the clothes guy is my favorite. Tan. Yeah, I don't know any of their names. It's it's Tan, Bobby, Carabo, and Danny, Anthony, and Jonathan. Holy shit! <laughs> I follow them all on Instagram. I love them so much. My God, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Karamo was on Real World. He was on Real World Philadelphia. Oh, my God. That's why he looks so fucking familiar. Yeah. Was he out on the Real World? Yeah, and he was like, because people were like, oh, I thought gay men dress like this. He's like, no, I just wear, like, jeans and, and tins. And that's what man. I love. I mean, like, I, mo- most of my closest friends are gay men, and I love seeing the, what the, like, representation in the spectrum of, like, masculine versus feminine uh, or lack thereof I should say between the five guys like they're all yeah. so different yeah. and they all bring such a different like perspective to yeah it's that's these people's lives really nice is that it's no like I think even when Queer Eye first came out like the the original Queer mm-hmm. Eye for the straight guy um I don't know I feel like if you're the first of your kind doing something there's sort of like archetypes that you kind of have to fit into to you know, easily transition into people's smaller minds, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really nice to see the progression that everyone was just like, nope, yeah. nope, this actually, this is my personality. Yeah. That's us. That's my sexuality is kind of secondary, like who yeah. I choose to be with. This is just who I am. And it gave me it really so nice. much hope because they did go to a couple like middle America places where you would have. Well, think, I mean, like, all of it was in season. Georgia. Yeah. 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 I it know. It's, gave me hope. I know that it's a reality show and they had yeah. to say yes to this. It's not like these people are bombarding, yeah. uh, you know, people who are unwilling to be yeah. open to this, but it was really nice to see even like the cop. Yeah. The, the firefighter guy too. Yeah. The cop was big for me. Like yeah. that was a, that was such a, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, all of these things, like I, I just feel like you guys should watch it. Yeah, every potential argument or like, uh oh, that's yeah. gonna be trouble, was met on, with such love, love. and yes. understanding, and like coming from a very genuine place of being like, let's really talk about this. Yeah. Like let's let's understand each other, and that was just that's you want to cry right now. Oh my god, it was just so, like. And just a genuine care for other human beings instead of, I'm right, I'm right. You know, it was so nice. I think, like, anyone could watch this show, too. Like, I I would almost encourage you to get straight male I'm trying to get my dad to watch it. Yeah, because... I my boyfriend and I watched it together and we both like openly cried together. I told episode. all my like my friends from home too and then their boyfriends are like yeah. they love it too and they're yeah. just making sure the other one likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so that, yeah, go watch the show. That's great. Um I almost had a foursome in Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> go on. <laughs> That's it. Almost did got too drunk and it didn't happen. You the DJ and then another couple? Two two chicks. Yeah. How pissed is he that it didn't happen? He actually wasn't pissed at all. He was like, "You, it's all you. It's whatever you want to do. And I went on autopilot and was like, I need to go home because I'm too drunk. And the worst thing that... I just knew my limits and I had hit them. We had been wine tasting for six to eight hours 
Probably, I'd say, like, four bottles of wine at least. Oh! Yeah, it was oh. impressive. <laughs> After you just threw up wine, too. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I really hate myself. Uh, no! But it didn't, it didn't happen, but boy, did it almost. Yeah? Yeah. How does someone go about initiating that? Well, I don't think anyone could do that unless they're drunk. I feel like, we, yeah, it does help to have alcohol, but I also am openly bi and, like, we'll talk about it, and I think specifically women always have questions about yeah. it. You'd think it would be men, like, oh, do you have chicks? Fuck. But it's no one's ever really that rude that openly to yeah, me in yeah. public. And so I think women like to ask questions about it. And then I'm like, yo, here's 10 reasons why you should absolutely eat a pussy before you die. And then it's my <laughs> job to like convince them. <laughs> and it's not so much convincing as like letting them kind of explore their it, curiosity. Yeah, it's kind of questions. like creating a safe space for yes. them to be like, well, I mean, I've like thought about it. Yeah, exactly. Like I've watched like lesbian boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then know, the DJ is just sitting there like, hey, I'm just here to <laughs> support you guys. I'm a feminist. I'll just sit back. I'll let y'all do the <laughs> no, it was really, uh, it was a fun weekend. Uh, the L-bombs were dropped, guys. We dropped the L-bombs. It happened. I was drunk when I said it, but don't regret it. You know in old movies when they'd go to, like, hug each other, the people are in love, and then they don't actually want to hug each other. They're, like, mad. They almost, like, push each other away or get, like, yeah. really mad before they finally hug each other because it's like, no, it can't be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was you. What? Oh, I forgot I got drunk and was talking to you, too. Jesus. Shit, what the hell happened to us this weekend, Kate? I was, you literally, what did you say to me that was, like, an aha moment? I said, I was like, I don't want to like, say it'll, it. You're like, he'll destroy me. If it, if it gets fucked up, I'll be destroyed. And I was like, well, you didn't have friends last yeah. time. Yeah. Close friends that were here yeah. for you. The yeah. last time when I went through the bad breakup that I talk about, all of his friends were my friends, and yeah. the, including the the females. They were you know. females. <laughs> the women. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I will get in a lot of trouble for calling them females. But you know, the women. Think the, about females, the girls. <laughs> think about bitches. Me. Uh, that like I truly felt like I lost all of my friends when yeah. that breakup happened. Yeah. And yeah, that's something Kate said to me because I was being all drunk. Like I can't tell him I love him because. He's gonna. Do- Why did I say destroy me? That sounds so dramatic. But I would be really sad. Kate said, "It's because you don't have friends." You no, have- <laughs> Jesus. You have friends it's now. You didn't have friends the last time. You and can't. I- no one could really handle that on their own. It doesn't seem so scary when it feels like I have support. Yeah. And I'm so used to people not supporting me in I, relationships I or life choices that this feels. It just everything feels new and different, and it, I'm really happy, and it feels good to have friends that want you to be happy that's awesome i want you to be happy dude i don't know what to do i don't either i was doing good you but that i think it's life man yeah yeah yeah. i always just think that that it's like this like it's just like an up a steady uphill like Mm. progress like Mm -hmm. you know the numbers are rising it's good (laughs) we're getting better but it's not it's like a Valleys but one, yeah, one step back doesn't take you back down to the bottom of that hill. I know. I think you've it's, made so. I mean, this just even look at the podcast, like how much you've grown, and like, oh my god, how many people truly? I think love also you my face is going to get red talking about this. What? But I think, and that's why I don't want to do. Just so everyone out there knows, I don't want to do any more come updates. Oh, it's just I like I was in therapy and I was talking and stuff, and I, I just. I got to a point, instead of just being like, I won't, like, let myself have fun. I won't, like, you know, let loose or whatever. It's it's way deeper than that. It's, like, a genuine fucking terrifying fear that I have mm-hmm. of being, like, physically intimate with someone, even myself. So I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And guess motherfucking what? That's the way it's going to be. And that's Love you guys. How, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? <clears throat> I think you've helped a lot of people realize that it's not and it's not abnormal to yeah i don't i'll talk about it maybe sometimes but it being like a segment and every week and people kind of asking and i i know it sounds fun and stuff and people being like but did you come yet or that'll make you come and it's like i know that we all feel like we're close to each other but (laughs) i that makes it that makes me clam up way more yeah well, it's like when you have anxiety and people go like, have you tried doing this? And you're like, yeah, yeah obviously I fucking tried this thing. Right. And like, Or if I don't, there's a reason why I haven't done it yet. Yeah. And you have to go at your own pace and you have to, you know, you can lead a horse to water. What? Does that apply here? I, I honest to God, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, guys, have our new podcast email address. We got a flood 
of messages. Yeah. Uh, it's adultshitpodcast at gmail.com. Adult shit spelled with a one. Uh, and I, should we do it? Since we do, should we just do a question? Since we're here. Sorry, you, how you, since how we're talking about And also, Let's we love the shit you guys send us. The My favorite thing has been just reading the um, email subject lines because they're hilarious yeah and very attention grabbing um official dabney says hey kelsey you've been loving the podcast you and kate are awesome <laughs> aren't we i have a question maybe need some advice i'll try to keep it short some background i live in new york with three roommates one from my graduating class and two from the year before who delayed moving to the city for a year so we all moved in in june and one of the roommates gave us issues the whole time with how much she'd be paying the application requirements and she keeps some massive furniture pieces none of us agreed to in the living room. So all in all, we're really annoyed and we have to move because our rent is raising. So the three of us, were just going to break it off, but uh, another friend of ours will not be joining us. We haven't told the girl we don't want to live with her yet and aren't really sure how. We still have to live together for a few months, but we want to give her enough time to prepare. We want to avoid hurt feelings, but it's awkward all around. We're all fairly close and she's often not home and a bit left out, so I'm sure living with us hasn't been great for her either, question mark. Any advice from you and Kate would be great. You guys are so insightful and great at really thinking through things. Thanks. Uh, I think you're really good at thinking through things. I kind of just go off of my first emotion, which is... uh, I'm really good at thinking through things for other people. Ooh, shit. Damn, burn. But doesn't that make you feel good? Self-burn. Like some, I think your purpose in life is to help other people. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I like uh, helping other people. <laughs> I know, but you want to be able to help yourself. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, my initial instinct is uh, you got to fucking tell her. It's an adult conversation that yeah. you don't want to have, but you got to have it. Also, have you guys been talking to her about all the stuff that makes you mm, annoyed or just with her? Passive aggressive. Or is it because sometimes, and not saying you guys are doing this. I used to do this. Uh, sometimes when I would have uh, roommates, like before I lived by myself, when I, I, they would like do stuff, like a roommate would do something and I would never mm, tell them anything. it was annoying. I would just be, I would tell everyone else. And then it became this weird thing where I was like, I used to really like complaining about them and just be like, mm. oh my God, listen to what they did this time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, you take it, it becomes like a scab, and you just, like, mm-hmm. like to pick it, even mm-hmm. though you know you shouldn't. And yeah. It's like, just fix it. Just let it, you know, talk to them about it. But sometimes it's, like, a it's a hard conversation to have. But, yeah. I mean... Your home is your home. Right. You have to be comfortable, and everyone should feel that way. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't feel like you're coming home to be, <clears throat> like tension or like all this passive aggressiveness and especially if it sounds like you guys live in the city like with four chicks that's just gotta be either y'all got lots of money or that i'm sure the space is tight yeah because in the city it's it's a cramped yeah it's a cramped city and then you come home and you feel cramped or you feel like overwhelmed that i think you would be much happier if your your safe space is actually a safe space yeah and i i definitely think that there is like i think I feel like you guys aren't talking to her about what she's doing that's bothering you. And mm-hmm. she probably picks up on the fact that you guys talk about her. Um, yeah, three against one and, might feel a little intimidating. And I, and I know that, like, believe me, do I know that, you know, putting up your own boundaries and being like, hey, this actually makes me feel this way is really hard because you don't want to hurt the other person. But please believe me when I say that talking about the other person is way more hurtful. Mm. She'll have freaking trust issues being like, they didn't like me, yeah. and now I'm by myself, and I have to fight. So I would say, like, I would try talking with her and, like, just talk through it. And some people really just aren't meant to live together. Yeah. And it might be good that, <clears throat> I mean, I hope she finds, no offense, better people to live with. <laughs> other people to live with because it kind of sounds like you guys sort of have your yeah. minds made up about it. Yeah. And you don't really want to be the bad guys yeah. in this situation and you're only the bad guy if you're a dick about it if you're a dick about it and you're and talking about someone like that when you're not actually like trying to change the thing is being, being a, a dick. dick and don't i wouldn't i would maybe have one person talk to her i think all three of you guys approaching her about it would come off as like i would immediately get fucking defensive or be like okay i don't give a fuck y'all bitches anyway so yeah. i would maybe takes out the person who's like the closest with her or has the most control over the like lease i don't know how you guys have split it up but someone where it's like hey i want to sit down with you as a friend and a roommate and talk about the upcoming situation that you know the lease is up and we're all gonna have to move and us three are gonna get a place and it's because we think we live better together and you know if you seem unhappy and maybe you could tell us if you have been or haven't been 
But uh, I don't think she, it doesn't sound like she's going to be pissed that you guys don't want to live with her if she's not happy either. Yeah. Also, I oh, um, <laughs> did you guys tell? Like, I, I'm I, now I feel bad for this girl because, yeah. like, did you guys tell her you didn't like the furniture? Did you tell her all this sort of stuff? It kind of feels like this is like, and if that's the case, if you guys have, if you have talked to her. Just fucking tell her that you don't want to. Like, yeah. if you've already, it's like, oh, no, we've had these, dis- like, actual discussions, not passive discussions, yeah. actual discussions, yeah. trying to find a solution and not trying to stay mad. Um, if that's the case, don't worry yeah. about it. She'll figure it out. Um, if it's not the case, which I feel like, in my experience, I've, I've seen it multiple, you know, times where it's, it's, no one actually has the conversation until it's, like, kind of too late. Um if that's the dynamic, just putting this out there between you three that you sort of were like, oh, this girl, like it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, that will follow you into your new home. Just Ooh, so yeah. you know, there will be another one Ooh, that you guys, because yeah. when you get rid of this one, there everyone's has these unresolved yep. feelings. It will happen to mm-hmm. one of you from and the other two. it's tough. Like living with friends, it's <clears throat> always a risk. You're always taking a risk. I've been really lucky. I've been able to live with my very best friend and her now husband. And so it was great. I was like being in a throuple. And now I live with my other best friend who is literally the best roommate in the world, except for when he leaves pizzas in the oven and almost burns the house down every couple of weeks when he's drunk. Besides that, I've been really lucky in roommate situations, but it's because I've been really picky about who I live with. I've never just been like willy nilly, like, oh, we're all going to the same part of town. Like, or, oh, I'm trying to save money. It's, I think you have to be really careful when deciding to move in with a friend because you need to know that that friendship can withstand hard conversations like money or <clears throat> responsibilities or, you know, tough conversations. And I think yeah. if, if, I think too, that comes with the more you live with people, the easier it gets. Yeah. Especially in like a big city like LA where people are constantly moving in and out with each other. I think you and get yeah, more experience with it. Sometimes people just don't do well living with other people. Like, like who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I wish I did it would be nice I would like to not be so alone all the time but I also I'm very particular like I don't want anyone in my space yeah so yeah just talk to her and I know that it's really hard and I'm I hope you know I'm not like blaming you or calling you guys bitches even though it might sound like I was uh I'm not (laughs) okay um but definitely like just be honest just everyone wants to have a good time no one does anything on purpose to hurt you yeah she didn't bring the furniture in to hurt you she didn't make things hard to hurt you know what i mean it's just her own stuff so maybe try to get to the bottom of it and like really just talk because you know if you guys could be fine and you guys could end up being friends again yeah she could also be fucking overwhelmed and nervous and you guys could be too it's just get communication being young and like having roommates and whatnot is like so stressful it's weird because when you're when you're in your family home you like take shit out on your family and then when you get to like a roommate situation if you don't have that being like that comfortable Mm. dialogue sort of established then it's gonna be gonna be rough but uh please write us back and let us know what ends up happening? I'm still thinking about that girl whose question we answered two weeks ago. She never wrote back to me on Instagram, but... About what? When she, when she was hooking up with her best friend's ex-boyfriend. I still am dying to know. Guys, I think we lost a listener that day. I think she Oh, wow. Listening. Shit. I'm going to maybe message her on Instagram again. Uh, do you want to pause and then go pee before our super special guest comes? Okay. Roll the ass! Roll the Wait, we have to do the thing we did with Grace, where we go, "Ah, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest just got here. You know her as the food drunk Quitchin? 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 Quitchin queen. The food drunk Quitchin queen. Author. Hannah Hart. Cat mom. Extraordinary. Hannah Hart. Yay. And motherfucking Anne, host of the new hot hit podcast, Analyze This. Analyze Yeah. Yeah. about fruition uh well first of all thank you so much for having oh me God. here <laughs> um, i'm a huge huge fan of adult shit and uh, both of your work oh, um, sorry i hit the table <laughs> <laughs> um analyze this you know I'm, I'm actually one of two hannahs on that podcast mm-hmm. uh the second being my best friend hannah gelb um and yeah i don't know we always talk about mental health and mm-hmm. like uh i like to call analyze this the self-help podcast that just can't help itself <laughs> 
course it's the uh, adult shit podcast where we fuck up so you don't have to. Ooh. Guys, our podcast would be BFF. Oh my God, I love it. Ours has like more crying though. Oh. Oh. oh Ours gosh. turns crying into self-deprecating humor. Uh, but we, where are we, we crying we on the inside? Crying, this, is the, this is the line between 20s and 30s, guys, right here. Uh, you know, because I'm like, you know what? Actually, today I'm going to try and love myself just a little bit more. But <laughs> your shit is so inspirational. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like you've written about it in your book and you've talked about it on YouTube and fuck everywhere, but like yeah, I know, really, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, settle Jesus. down. Yeah, you're trying to sound like Kate uh. and I. Um, how, <laughs> like, how do you? We we joke about that we don't know what we're doing, so that's why we're allowed to give advice. But how do you feel like? Does it help giving other? Does helping other people help you? Do I know, you feel like I think talking that, about it helps. You know, um, I kind I guess it's not so much uh, giving advice as it is like relating, relaying experience. Mm, so, for instance, yeah. today's episode that just went live uh, is all about trying out a float tank, which Ooh, is like I've been in one. Yeah, yeah. Sensory deprivation yeah. chamber. How'd it go? I like to call it watery coffin. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah, were you, able to, were you able to chill for the whole two hours? I guess you'll have to subscribe to Hannah like this <laughs> and find out. I, I got out early. Yeah, I got out early. I fully got out early. I was yeah. like, I can't deal with yeah. this. Yeah, well, so like we go, and so, you know, each episode has like a, a larger theme. So mm-hmm. in that one, it was um, like about like uh, styles of meditation, like trying out different Ooh, things. Yes, yes, if yes. sitting and meditating isn't for you, there are ways that you can mm-hmm. get into a meditative state. Mm-hmm. And so we go out and try this float tank because we just want to save people some money, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, most expensive nap I ever took. I was it expensive? Lie. I mean, for a nap, yeah. <laughs> Which are you normal nap for free. Me. Yeah. Uh, that was really interesting. When he said, because I went for the one, was it two hours? No, I went for an hour. Okay. I went for I went a three hour one. What? Wow. That's why I got out early. I was like, this is too yeah, long for insane. anybody to I lay down. I went for two hours, and he was like, the the thing that scared me is that he was being like very particular about the ear yeah. the ear things. I got water in my ear, yeah. And he was like, "You don't want to get that in your ear. You don't want to get that in your ear." And it's I was like, "Salt water." So then I'm I'm laying there, kind of like this, yeah, like with my head up because I was like, "Do I want to get it you in my ear?" You couldn't relax. I couldn't relax. Not you know, for the life of I me. like what you said though about the different styles of meditation because we've done a ton of videos about it at Buzzfeed with like people try this meditating or this kind of healing or this kind of whatever, mm-hmm. and it's all just all of us trying to calm our brains. But my therapist told me something wonderful once. He was like. Your form of meditation is going to the movies. I go to the yeah. movies by myself every Sunday, or I watch a movie by myself. I like that's my alone time, that's my recharging time, and it's the time where my mind feels most at peace. Mm. And I think as long as you're not like, you know, doing coke to achieve that same feeling, <laughs> meditation can really be anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, chopping wood, washing dishes. <laughs> chopping wood. Chopping wood. Damn it, Anna. Are you guys, <laughs> are you guys saying the best videos about that? You do That's chop hard. wood. You chopped wood. I like what? to chop wood. Sorry. Well, if when I go camping, not like oh. at my house. Camping. Know. Form of meditation, I think it can be. It yeah. can, I think it can be. <laughs> well, I like, you know, uh, in, in when we were talking about uh, one of the other themes of Analyze This is that my friend Hannah's like, I don't know, man. Isn't it kind of scary to even think you could be at peace or you could even think you could mm. be happy? She's like, Whoa, I like my like ups and She's like, I like my ups and downs. <laughs> but like, you know, I like myself. I like my ups mm-hmm. and downs. I like my drama. I like this is my emotional experience in life. And it's not that you get so good at meditating that you become a monk. It's no. not that you're like, hello, mm-hmm. everyone. Right. Good yeah. to see you again. Yes, I am unfazed by this <laughs> yeah. as well. It's more like it gives you the access to the clear blue sky of your mind whenever you need it. So yes. the more you practice meditation, so if you picture your mind like a, like the sky, sometimes it's cloudy, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's stormy, sometimes there's a couple clouds in the sky. It's the ability to go above those clouds when you need to. Like if you're driving to a job interview and you're super nervous, mm. being able to breathe and kind of give yourself that space, yeah. that's the access point. And that's, that's yeah. it's and really that's it. just yeah. like having time to yourself as well. Like we, we're so bombarded with technology and stories and fucking what are those little goddamn alerts that come down on my phone every 20 minutes notifications yes those (laughs) notifications from like even buzzfeed news be sending out so many notifications i'm pretty sure i turned it off but i keep getting it i get every so often it's like this is news you should probably know if you're gonna be part of this um i wanted to ask have it does your host also identify as having mental illness or mental yeah health 
crisis. Everyone has mental health. I think everyone has. <laughs> we all have minds. Well, some people don't like to call it an illness. I totally understand that. Right. So I think, like, just talking about mental I, health, I feel like. I like to say, um, well, like, so Hannah has uh, chronic depression, as I do as well. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting, the word mental illness. We like to say, like, um, works with their mental health. They're, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, tries to improve mental health. Or Is blah, a blah, part blah. of you. Yeah, yeah. Not all of you. You know, it sounds like it's not, it's, like, it sounds so intense mm-hmm. to yeah. say mentally ill. Yeah, because right? you get you automatically get a picture in your head of what that looks like. Also, it's the implication that it's a disease with a cure, but it's mm. not. It's a state of being. So, Ugh. like, you're predisposed to depression. Yeah. You're not ill. You're not sick. We you're not talk about that all the time. Looking for a cure. Yeah. You're. This is like okay, cool. So if I'm always going to be at a negative five, yeah, I have to figure out how to bring my negative five up to zero so yeah. I can be par. Yeah, it's almost like it's like you just. It, it's your perspective too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. your perspective is just like, oh, I sorry. Every time I see that, I think this, and that's just a thing that I that I think, mm-hmm. and I have to just identify no. it. Yeah. I was thinking about that a lot this morning. Is that every time I do something that I that I'm like a little embarrassed about, or I find out a truth about myself, it's usually I try as hard as possible to push it away or yeah. change it so that it doesn't. So that I don't have any like controversial part of me. Like yeah. it has to be mm-hmm. undeniably. Mm-hmm. favorable you mm. know what I mean so it's really hard to like push that stuff o- to away and try to change and then I thought about it this morning and I was like that is uh it will never happen yeah you'll never change these parts of you it yeah. just comes to like uh working with them mm-hmm. and knowing how to work with them and yeah I, I think that's a really yeah. really good point because you know as I discuss in uh buffering on share tales of a life yeah a book so good Kate couldn't read it she had to stop <laughs> Read it. Wait, Kate. <laughs> it's, it's triggering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, it is. You yeah, will fucking intense, deep. I think book. when people are expecting you but to write a book. But uh, in the chapter where I discover, or in the chapter where I discuss uh, living with depression, the metaphor that I like to kind of think of it as is once you identify your demon, it's not about outrunning it and mm. it's not about defeating it. Mm. It's about learning to walk alongside it. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, buddy. You're here. Yeah. You're here today. Oh, you're big today. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. It's yeah. not about, we, yeah. we've, we've said this so many times on this podcast about the angle that society tells us we should be is happy. The same way that they tell us you, you're only in a successful relationship if you end up married. The same way that, Ooh. you know, it's not, why does happy have to be the end goal? It's like people get on, you know, a medication and they expect, okay, well now soon I'll be happy. Yeah. And it's, it's, why is that, why can't I we just, accept the ups and downs? Why can't yeah. we accept the sadness as something that makes the happiness better? It feels like a failure. Mm. Sadness sometimes when, when like, Happy, I think happiness and beauty are two things that were like, maybe for men too, but specifically for women, happiness and beauty are like the two things that we, which is very interesting because we are literally predisposed to being like sad, like at yeah. least once a month, if, if you get your period. Yeah. Um, did, they, did you know that men's hormonal cycles or cisgender men's uh, hormonal cycles are 24 hours? What? So, yeah, so we have a whole month, but men go through mood swings all day. Like every oh, day. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's why they're so moody. <laughs> I mean, it fucking makes that sense. That is fantastic. Why don't they teach you that in high but school? You know how guys wake up with morning wood? Yes. Yeah, that's part of their hormonal cycle. It's a 24-hour cycle. And, like, you know how sometimes you get horny right before your period? Yes. Dude. Holy I know, they don't shit. teach them that. Yeah, yeah, they don't because they're not allowed. Because they're emotions. not allowed to have feelings. Yeah, or if we we're not allowed to, to just we're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It's so weird because sometimes even like talking about. Wait, I had a point. Before. Oh yeah, you were talking about predisposed. This happens to sadness. all the time. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, but you have like impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you got there. We got there. You have like impossible standards. It's it's uh, not impossible, but it's impossible to to be constant. Like mm. you know beauty and happiness can't be for forever if it's only one thing you know what I mean if it's just like it has to be this or nothing you're right so but but there's such a good market there you you sell these books you you try this diet you do this thing this that or the other thing and maybe you can achieve it and when you don't you go right back and try it it's kind of like it's so funny because in that using the diet analogy it's like uh 
it's so much less sexy to be like, you can gradually change this constant state over time, many years in practice. Mm-hmm. How are you going to market that? No, right? right? Too <laughs> like, long. Like, I need a laser, a button, or a fucking switch. Ella and I get in this all the time because uh, Ella, my partner, is she's yes. great. And she's like, you know what? That's it. I'm cutting out dairy for three months. Boom. Cutting out dairy. Zero dairy. Three months. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm like... We could just try reducing our intake <laughs> just a little I mean, this the, week. That's the yeah. whole, yeah. I feel like self-care now is getting roped into that. Monopolizing on now what self-care is and becoming part of the problem that like, we're trying to escape from. As if this is the first from. time that's ever happened. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it, that's it's, the whole industry, Mike. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so popular now, <laughs> though. Like, well, you can't yeah. scroll through Instagram without seeing a quote. You can't scroll through Twitter without seeing a funny picture about self-care and taking care of yourself. And now that that's like... Of humor as a way of coping with it, I guess. Have you guys ever read the poem? I'm not going to read it now, but it's a great poem. It's uh, in The Prophet. It's called On Joy and Sorrow. And it talks oh. about how the relationship with happiness and sadness. Like, so if we think of happiness and sadness, not about um, goals to achieve, mm-hmm. but rather our experiential states, mm-hmm. the deeper your well of sorrow, the more joy you can fill it with. So that means that when you feel the, the, the profound pangs of like loneliness or existential crisis that's because your quality of feeling is mm. heightened so mm. your joy that you mm. feel is sweeter mm. it's more extreme it, and, and there's a, there's i guess something to honor in that you know mm. yeah and i would rather navigate the, my river yeah than feel less yeah i think that's i remember talking to my therapist about that i was like i don't want to be numb i don't want to be numb and that's why i like didn't want to go on medicine at first and she was like that's funny because you numb yourself mm-hmm. all the time because oh. every time i have like any sort of feeling i'm like too extreme. This is too extreme. <laughs> yeah, this is going to hurt other people. My yeah. feeling is going to be a burden to other people. So I better just not have it and yeah. not like think about it. Well, yeah. it's easier to not feel. I remember when I was going through the scariest, most frightening of my anxiety attacks. Bitch, you best believe I'd rather take a Xanax and feel nothing or sleep. And that's what ended up happening. I slept for four months because I was afraid of being awake because I was in fear of having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of the panic attack. So I would just numb myself. That's where the the drinking started getting heavy when I was in my early 20s. It's where any form of escapism was easier than just confronting it. And not confronting it because that sounds so mean. It's feeling it. It's feeling it. I'm a very pro uh, finding the medication that's right for you. I'm very pro that because... If your reaction, and for those of you listening on the podcast, you can't see, but I'm making, I'm making <laughs> a wavelength that is bigger and smaller. Yes. Bigger and smaller. <laughs> Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. If your reaction to those extremes is to anesthetize through drinking or numb mm-hmm. it out, then what medication can do is it can make your peaks and valleys something you can experience. Yeah. You know, because yes. I found that um, I'm on antidepressants, and it doesn't mean I don't still experience depression, depression my, like, low, but it makes my ability to manage my low within my reach. And know that, like... And this is pretty... And I don't know, like, for your listeners, this is pretty, um, I guess, uh, singular talk. So when I say my low, I mean if I'm in a depressive state and I... Uh, for me, my depression manifests in isolation. Mm-hmm. I withdraw. You know, I don't. I don't like get mad at people. Mm-hmm. I don't like. You're to, like me. You I withdraw just, and then I'm like, you perform. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like yeah, I'm just, just gonna nobody shut, see it. I will I'm be just alone. Just shut the door. Deal with it on my own. Deal with it. Then I'll walk out and be like, that was bad. <laughs> 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 Look at me now. I'm a cloud. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I like to do. You know, when, when Ellen and I first started dating, it was really hard for her because I would just, I'd be like, I'm good. I just, um, I just uh, got nothing. Because it's better, it's, it's, it's easier I'm done, I'm done when you're first dealing with feelings you're not used to or, or it's so intense that you've never had them that certain way. It is easier to just think, okay, I'm the only one that deals with this. I've got to figure this out. This is my thing. Whereas like when I have talked about the, you know, I'm making air quotes, craziest of my panic attack thoughts or my craziest anxiety thoughts how universal that has been and how other people have been like, oh, you thought you couldn't breathe and you thought your body felt yeah. out of your own body? Like, I 100% felt that <laughs> every allergic. day. When I first moved to Los Angeles, that was the first time I ever had a panic attack. I actually have the ER slip and I wrote on it, Hannah's first panic attack. Because oh, uh, so I didn't know what was happening, but yeah. I, I... You put a little footprint on it. Yeah, yeah. hanging on your wall. 
here just to tear. Tina's first. <laughs> I took myself Baby to a hospital video. because wow. I was convinced I was having an allergic reaction. Mm. And I went through this phase in 2012. So this is like after the career just started mm-hmm. to take off. And I just moved to L.A. And I was there were all these reasons that I was having panic attacks for the first time in my life. Wow. Um, but I thought I was allergic to foods. So I went to an allergist. I went wow. to this because I was like, no, seriously, my throat is closing. And the doctor was like, by virtue of the fact you're speaking, your throat is not closing. <laughs> right. yeah. I was like, I don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> yeah, you're a doctor and all, but mm, he was like, well, it might be your diploma. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I think you're having a panic attack. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I'm nothing's wrong. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And then he asked me about my trauma history. And I was like, yeah, lifetime. And then he was like, well, nothing's wrong now, but your yeah. body is carrying yeah. the panic carry it. and it's coming out. In this state years later, it can be year. It smacks you out of fucking nowhere, and that's where it's when I, when bullshit, man. how many times <laughs> people have said I've gone to the ER, I've taken myself to the ER. Like I think I, I needed to go. I was like I needed a medical professional to go. Nothing is wrong with you. Here's your EKGs. Here's your blood tests. If you need to come back another time, we'll run the same test again. I expensive. Think it's a is, privileged position for sure, especially because I was on my parents' insurance. But I yeah. needed that. I needed it's also, someone to tell me that I was okay. But it was also, it, that's like. Before I could realize I was okay. To me, that would freak me out even more. Oh. If I was if I was going and I was like, I'm fucking, something's happening in my body and I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm, you know. And they were just like, yeah, no, nothing's wrong. I'd be like. Well, not that well, nothing's they give, wrong. They give you, they give they you give drugs. They give you tools. And, and two, they'll, they'll They give me Ativan. They're yeah. like, you're having a panic attack. Here, take this. Did it work? And I'd be like, whoa, it's gone. What's up? I feel better. And they're like, yeah. so yeah, it's just anxiety. So. And, 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 and it. They That'll give be $10,000. <laughs> it doesn't Jesus. mean that nothing's wrong. Because yeah. that's the difference is that when, when you have panic, you, you're like, I, I don't know what's happening to me. No, I, do, I feel fine. They just kind of come out of nowhere. They explain to you the fight or flight response. Like you're body's way of the way that it produces adrenaline there is a science behind it and i'm someone who kind of likes to read about things i'm scared of because it helps me understand it better i know for some people it's triggering but for me i'm like the more i understand it the more i'm less afraid of it i'm a doctor kelsey Wait, I am. Honestly, God, really anytime are. I only text Hannah, I'll text because we're all in the same we're, time we're zone too. too. Yeah, and I'll just be like, Hannah, is this wrong? Hannah, is, is this normal? Mike, Pete's doing this. What do I do? Pete. I'm a doctor. Sweet Pete. You're a veterinarian, apparently. Also, literally just everything that you've ever dealt with. I got it, man. Wait, what is, this, what is this wellness room I heard you're oh, making? Oh, I built the house. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wait, could you do. Could you Acupuncture? Today? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. You want to do. Is that why you're talking? Yes, come. Yeah, that's not Wait, why. You, but you do acupuncture? She does. You learned all the like meridians and shit? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kate has to sign a waiver. <laughs> no, I'm learning. So I have, uh, uh, I got a book. I, I, I'm learning. I'm in the process of learning. I've got a book. I'm teaching myself acupuncture because I've wow. gone to acupuncture a number of times and um, I've had some success with uh, self practice at home. And Ella has a lot of sinus problems. Mm. Um, and okay. so I've been, I can comfortably do her sinuses. Um, and then I've also started doing acne, hormonal acne. Me. Oh my motherfucking god, girl! It's like you were listening to my podcast or something because <laughs> our podcast. Sorry, I don't know why I said my my problem. Okay. I say my cat, and I think it really bothers her. I say my cat. Your cat, it bothers your, your cat to be like, no, I don't want any I know that. Oh, sorry. God, it just oh, went right my in my cat. head. I'm my own cat. But I'm like, I, went off, I just went off birth control about six months ago, and all of a sudden, this acne, I had never had acne in my life. Not even so much as like a bad breakout. And now it's fucking crazy. Where do I put the needles? Because yeah. I love acupuncture. It, it's, it's, well, so we'll, we'll talk about that offline because I don't um, want anybody doing this. Oh, good, good point. You guys, um, this is a podcast where I fuck up so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She can fuck up of her own advice that she got from some mysterious person. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I get hormonal acne on my neck and jaw, mm. and it doesn't bother me. So it doesn't. You sure? It it comes up once a month, one week a month. I have acne. I have it constantly. I just have it constantly. But your skin, since you've been on Prozac, looks great. You want to know great. what's fucking crazy? What? I was using like all of these like, really, really like expensive products, mm-hmm. and then. I ran out and I was just like, okay, I'll just use my Neutrogena, yeah. like regular Neutrogena, and it started working. And then I've only been putting like aloe on like the actual. Set tough Dude, you know who you got to talk to? Aloe, okay. and then I did the tea tree oil lotion. Oh my God. Tea tree is really. We'll have a whole skin talk tonight yeah. because mm-hmm. uh, my little sister um, 
uh, Maggie, she's the best. She's she was using so salicylic cute. acid based treatments, and as soon as she stopped and switched to benzoic, yeah, benzic, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. benzoil peroxide. Mm-hmm. So and the, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Like people with severe acne will usually pre- be prescribed a benzoyl peroxide first. And it can, it can make your skin... It, you, I was allergic to my acne medication. Yeah. For years, I didn't know. Yeah, you have to go to the right dermatologist, too. They just did a video here mm-hmm. about it. And when they when they test, like, sometimes it could be, like, bacterial. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it just so happens that your skin is just more susceptible to that, mm-hmm. not that you're not, like, washing your skin. And then mm-hmm. other... If it's, like, bigger act, like bigger pimples and, like, really painful ones, it's more cystic. Mm-hmm. And they have to treat that more topically. That's something I've had to be respectful about because... Yeah. Um, both Ella and Maggie had cystic acne really bad. Mm. And so for me, again, being like, I don't care about my little zits. Yeah. I've had, I had one cystic zit. And for those of you listening and watching, cystic acne is the acne that builds under the skin. Yeah. And yeah. it gets like more like inflamed and it's that hard. Yeah. I had a cystic zit like a couple weeks ago, a month, couple months ago. And it was like the first I'd ever had. And I was like, ow. And I was like, I had that all over my face. This is why I freak out when I start to see this because I don't want to go back to that. And I was like, this hurts. And she's like, my whole face hurts. (laughs) Bitch, you don't even recognize. I didn't know, but seriously, like I was dismissing this experience that other people were having with their skin because I was being an asshole. I didn't know. Well, it also affects people in different ways. The same way that like, you know, you could have perfect skin your whole life and then you hit a certain age and it comes out or, or life and environmental changes cause that to come out the same way with like not trying to wrap this back to anxiety but like when you were well, talking you about well you should I mean I was gonna ask your episodes have themes yeah <laughs> we did do we did do uh, we kind of take the most clickbaity thing out so like I think Grace's was blowjobs Grace Helbig because I told one blowjob <laughs> story oh, themes that happen after you shoot yeah 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 we don't we yeah, don't, we don't, we don't go ahead we just talk no 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 we, we just talk but I did want to circle back because you were talking about being on medication and I was thinking wow I was on medication for 10 years of my life and this is now <laughs> the first young. time yeah but how old are you 27. I started when I was 17, my first. But you're not even fully formed. Exactly. And now I'm off of it, but I do truly think I needed it during those times when I did need it. And now I know that's always an option. And God, is it hell to figure out what medication... It can be hell. It was hell for me. It is To figure out what medication was... It's hard. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But knowing that it changes. Hmm. Gene sight. Gene sight. You guys not know about gene sight? It's a, it's, it's, you guys don't know about your Is it sponsored? No, it's not sponsored. But yeah, <laughs> there's a certain type of swab test. Again, ridiculously expensive, unless you happen to be on Medi-Cal or Medicare. Um, hmm. And uh, they'll cover it because, and I think this is fucked up. The government wants to save itself money. Mm-hmm. So GeneSight is a swab test you can take that will tell you what medications are processed by your body. For instance, I was on 350, 300 milligrams of Wellbutrin, mm-hmm. which was double the dose, which, so anyway, here's, here, let me explain how it works more. Um, you do a swab test and it comes back results and the results in different categories of antipsychotics, anti-anxiety, antidepressants, etc., tell you um, the medications, put them into, it puts the medications into three groups. Uh, not effective, meaning you will not feel anything. Your body cannot process it. You might only feel the side effects. You might only feel like the like weight gain or pee all the time or whatever, but you're not going to feel the results. Not effective. Middle one is moderate effect, meaning you might have to take double the dose of the medication to feel anything from it. And the last one is use as prescribed, which means Holy it works and says what it's going to do. Fucking- so the Shit. Wellbutrin for me was in the middle category, the moderate effect, which is why I was taking taking such a high dose of this thing to get such a marginal effect. Right. I switched to Zoloft, which is in my use as prescribed category. I'm on 50 milligrams. Are you fucking That's, kidding um, me? Yeah. Gene sight. Gene sight. All right. Gene sight. Talk to your doctors about it. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Hannah really is a doctor. Big Pharma doesn't want us to know. This is like yes, fucked Hannah. up. Okay. No, it's serious. I got no, it. Seriously. I know it's serious. I know it's I have serious. A bet, I just though. love Hannah what's, so much. What's the bet? I can't get through one day without talking about Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what's fucked up: is that um, my mom. I'm, I've conserved my mom, so she. My mom is. Uh, my mom is mentally disabled. She has schizophrenia. It's debilitating, etc. Um, or she has schizoaffective disorder, major depressive disorder, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Medi-Cal, Medicare, which are the government uh, disability programs that give you insurance, they, um, they cover it because they don't want to spend time wow. paying all this money in months. They want to figure out what's the most effective thing. So my mom's gene site was free, covered wow. by Medi-Cal, Medicare. Mine cost $3,000 out of pocket. Holy shit. My insurance doesn't cover it. $3,000. 
Also, that's insane that this jean, whatever it's called, knows how expensive it is. Why, why, how do we, how do we make it less expensive, less out of pocket? Well, you have to pay the insurance money, insurance companies more money than pharmaceutical companies pay them. Oh, wait, we can't. Big pharma. <laughs> it's also, that's like, big it's, it's, it's like a control thing, too, it feels like. Like, yeah. I'll get the money where I can get the money, and that's it. That's you, it. Like, that's why you might be able people to give away, like, like free products and whatnot and it's like so you can you mm-hmm. can lower the price of the you know what i yeah. mean like a oh lot of things God. are super inflamed and i also think that it pays more, like depression and or like mental illness makes more money than people who are okay as you said like about the, about the beauty industry yeah. right it's that we create these standards of happiness create these standards oh. of beauty and then we spend money trying to achieve them yeah and perpetually dissatisfying the spiritual hunger that we all have for a purpose in life that i will give some credit that <laughs> it is very difficult to nationalize mm. approvals mm. for food and drug regulation mm. for all bodies, because all of our yeah, bodies right. are different, right? Yeah. And so they're trying. I, I believe if I'm trying, if I'm, if I give them credit, maybe in their heart of hearts they're trying to find baseline things, sure. and largest common denominators, and apply them to everyone. But we're all as unique as our fingerprints, like mm. biochemically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's the one thing I will say is that it yeah. must be very difficult. But I also don't think they should discredit. <sighs> Any natural because yeah. it's really effective, dude. Yeah, Elle and I almost poisoned ourselves the other day. What? So you know St. John's Wort. Yeah, St. John's Wort. It's a it's an For herbal oil. antidepressant. Uh, yeah. You can take it as like a tincture or whatever, but it's a mood elevator and it's herbal, etc. <laughs> and it's like you cut what? I know where the story is going. <laughs> okay, so St. John's Wort. Um, we were like, oh, we should try this. Maybe this will be good. Maybe we can you know do this instead of taking more Zoloft when my period comes. Blah blah. blah. Um, and I was like, are you sure you can take this with the medicine you're on? I'm like, we just bought this at Sprouts. Like, it's, I've read <laughs> it's it. Natural. It's got no warnings on yeah. it. Whatever. It says not approved by the FDA. It's St. John's work. What could the harm be? So I like mix it into like a little water and I drink it. Ella looks up online. She says, hmm, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you should call your doctor. And I was like, why? And she's like, it says, don't mix St. John's work and Zoloft. It may cause death. <laughs> Oh, no. Because St. John's Wort is such a legit, effective thing. It actually has an effect with medicated, with a prescribed antidepressants. I believe it. Yeah. I fucking believe it. So I, I, call my, I, I texted with my uh, psych, and I was like, hey, I just <laughs> took 30 John, drops of St. John's Wort. Am I going to die? And he was like, mm, did today for the first time? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, just don't do it again. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, because it's not like I was putting it in my system. Right. He said take right. it three times a day. But shouldn't they have written that on the bottle? I like, think... hey, FYI, this shit actually does well, work. It's not a placebo. It's the same wow. thing as anything that's not approved wow. by the FDA. The same thing with CBD oil. It's, it's a, technically considered cannabis because when you ingest it, it fires off the cannabinoid receptors in your brain, even though it has Cannabinoid? <laughs> <laughs> like that word? It's hilarious. <laughs> it sounds like a little like a weed robot, like a little, a little cannabinoid, cannabinoid. <laughs> like a little buddy in our head, <laughs> and then they grow a little bud. And yeah, then but, pass but, it but on like, over. Yeah, but you, they ha- they don't have Adventure to label on it that you know certain people's <laughs> cannabinoid receptors can ingest CBD, which has zero THC in it, and you can feel the effects of being high. That's what happens to me when I yep. take. A lot girl. of people. A good lot of night. people. I, good night. Good yeah, night. Yeah, I took some. I had like terrible cramps. I was like, can I have some? I put some. Oh my God. I put like maybe too much in under my tongue. And then I was like, da 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 da, going to therapy. And then I was like, uh oh, pull over. Sleepy. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. especially if you're on anti- certain antidepressants, mm-hmm. um, when your SS, when your, uh, receptors or whatever are open so like that's how SSRIs work because they allow you to receive more mm-hmm. blah blah mm-hmm. blah mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> all important all google important it. all important google it um, layman's terms it increases <laughs> the effect of yes so like it can exacerbate like if you're on antidepressants and you drink it Make makes it, it like one drink now feels like two drinks yeah that is where I'm struggling. <laughs> Before you got here, we were like, maybe we should save some of Kate's story from today to, yeah. for when Hannah gets here, over? just because. Yeah. No, not now. I'm not. I was hungover in the middle of tonight, last night. Last night, yeah. Hungover in the middle of the night. From yeah, was early day drinking. No, day because drinking. I was day drinking. I can't day drink. Me neither. I can't, can't day drink. It's, it. it's, it's off the table for me. It was because <laughs> it's off the table. for it me. It is. 
You have to make a decision. I can't daydream because I'm like, well, this has ruined my day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a hangover at like 8 p.m. I fell asleep at 8 and then I woke up at 2 and I was like, I guess I'm just up now. But then I was like hungover. And And I chugged like so much water. Fun fact that my boyfriend taught me about chugging water before you go to bed. Your body can only... I don't want to say ingest because that's not the right word, but your body can only process nine ounces of water per hour. So if you try and wait till the end of the night to chug all your water, I don't know why this looks like I'm sucking a dick, uh, to chug all your water. Too big. How do you chug water? What dicks are you holding? My boyfriend. Is it this big? Uh, No. Uh, Sorry. Uh, But so if you try and wait till the end of the night to do the Pedialyte chug or the water chug, it won't work because your body can only handle nine ounces. One to one. One to one. One to one, one drink, one drink. water. Yep. All I'm saying is that when I was I was telling Kelsey earlier, long story short, I got nervous to be in a big group of people, and I think I just needed to be like in a more intimate setting with people who I like mm-hmm. feel like I could have said like I'm unhappy right now, yeah. and I just want like a friend. Yeah. But instead, I was in a big group, so. And I kept being like, no, you should just have fun. Everyone else is just putting their emotions inside yeah. and just having fun. So instead of doing that, I was too nervous to then, which is weird, like the eating disorder will come back in weird ways. Yeah. So I was too nervous to eat in front of anyone. Yeah. And then I I just started drinking. And then mm. and then it was like, nope. All of like the, the little vulnerable part that I needed someone to be yeah. in, I wasn't asking for. So instead, I just turned into performer mode. But yeah. when, I, when you're too drunk, yeah. It's like uh, it's, it's obnoxious, oh, but yeah. it might have not been obnoxious. It might you might be thinking it was obnoxious because well, it, well, what matters is yeah. how the experience was for you, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So we're not looking at this through what the other lens people think of other people looking yeah. at you. It's like you were like, man, I needed to take care of this vulnerable part of me, and I tried to numb it out. Yeah, and then I woke up at two a.m. hungover. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. I just, I, yeah, it's like day drinking is such a. Alcohol is so readily available as our like anesthetic of choice, mm-hmm. and it's available in every social situation. And it's it's hard to honor yourself, and it's hard to take care of yourself when there's such an easy out, mm-hmm. right? especially when an it easy works. socially approved <laughs> out. Yeah, it does. You know, it delays. It doesn't yeah, work. It, you're right. You're hundred percent right. It's like your feeling didn't disappear. It's no. Just, now later. Just, now it's you guys get it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why this podcast is so successful because boy did Kate and I like to fucking What drink. category is your podcast under? Is that uh, explicit comedy? <laughs> What's yours? Self 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 help. Yeah. Um, that feels great. Oh yeah, I'm a masseuse too. What? So oh my wellness room. Oh yeah. Are we invited? Wait here, this is the thumbnail. Hey. hey. Hannah Hart's Massage Parlor. <laughs> that doesn't sound creepy at, at all. all. So we have an extra room. Mm-hmm. Not an extra room. There's like an office mm-hmm. in our apartment, and I. Uh, a couple months ago, I was like, I'm going to turn this into my wellness room. I'm going to make it like, I'm going to get like a massage table and I'm going to like ha- get my herb, put all my herbs in one place, all my like stuff in one place and I'll make like a little wellness room. Like my incense, my okay. essential Your oil. Your essential oils are good. All my shit. I was thinking like Finally personally. a place for my herbs. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. They're I know. everywhere. They're throughout my house. You really do need a fucking room for self-care. I do. Though. It's, it's I a little like, and I want to make it like a little, you know, put a salt lamp in there, make it a little Ooh, like yes. good space, you know? Space. Yeah, a little place like that. Um, currently, it's just filled with junk, but that's my dream. That's my dream. You have a new project to work on. Everyone needs a little, you know, your home is never finished. I, my home is never a home, and all my projects are constant. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, are you successful and happy. Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, wait. Wait, can you plug all your stuff? Oh, yeah. Are we done? We're, we're winding we're down. Close. We're good. Okay, great. We're winding down. Yeah, guys, this has been so much fun. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Where can people find your podcast? Uh, if you guys want to hear more from me and from the other Hannah, who yeah. has a much sassier perspective, I like I put it in our bio. Uh, Hannah Hart, wildly successful, amazing, stupendous. And then Hannah Gelb, her middle name is Ruth. <laughs> Uh, you guys can find us at Hanalyze This. That's H A N N A H L Y Z E. This. Hanalyze This, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also find us online at Hanalyze Pod wow. on Twitter. You guys got a twits? We got a twat. We got a twat. <laughs> we're, we're a couple of twats. We're uh, twatting. We're twatting. And in your YouTubes and all the social means is at Harto, right? It's at Harto. H A R T O. But really, if you had one click, I'd love it to go from this podcast to Hanalyze This. Yes. Go to Uh, Should we do our shout-outs for the week? Yeah. Uh, Our last episode, we got tattoos. I know. I saw Kate. How is it? Itchy yet? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. How is yours? Mine it's like okay. my, I got a lion. I saw it. It's and it it's fine. Don't touch now. it with your finger. I, but it's like it's fine. Don't touch. Okay. You're not allowed to touch it with your finger. You shouldn't. You should not touch it. It'll oh, it'll it'll, it'll it. fade it'll faster. Fade, yeah. Like this one is so faded because I touched it so much. Oh man. See? That's. See? Mm-hmm. But I mine I I've, I've got blue. Fade. Fade. Um, <laughs> I got blue. We got, but two girls went and got tattoos after watching our episode another last week. friendship tattoos. And then another girl got Let It Be. The um, same one I have. Oh, I got Let It Be. She got Let It Be on her ankle. I thought that was uh, great, so shout out to them. Uh, also, mine is uh, for Miss Morgan Lynn, Wing Bat, Winosa, Why No? Erica Lynch 15. That girl I met in Santa Barbara. Don't remember your name. I was pretty drunk. Awesome. <laughs> uh, at CZ Vore. She's one of the tattoo people. And at Meg Larson and her boyfriend, Jeremy. You guys are great. I have uh, uh, not as many. At <laughs> Elemental Hoo-Ha. Oh, great name. I love that. Great fucking Elemental name. Elemental Hoo-Ha. It's so funny. <laughs> um, at Lacey underscore Young underscore and at Gretch underscore Chen. Like Gretchen. Please go to rate this on iTunes. It really helps with the ratings. Go subscribe to analyze this. Thank you for being so open and vulnerable and willing to talk about your life. Like, love and it. The tough this stuff. is great. <laughs> we so appreciate you being here. I don't want to leave. Uh, we don't have to. I mean, to. we could all just still, like, hang out. Yeah, let's just hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. That sounds good. Uh, you're, Bye, guys. Follow me <laughs> at Kelsey Dare on all the things. At Kate Peterman on Instagram and at K-A-Y-T-E-P-E-A on Twitter. And we will see you guys next week. Now we should be yell fucking bye at them. Fucking bye. Okay, like right? That? Yeah. yeah. One, two, three. Fucking, fucking bye. bye.